This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. God is the source that we're on. This is uh, this is one of the seventh prophetic word of there's a framework for us that we're going to stay within and God's going to talk within. Don't think that you've heard it all because we're just haven't even got through it one time. Uh, actually, this is the second time from the introduction, but because there's a lot that God wants to say, we need to pray into this and we need to be living out of his voice where this is concerned. How many of you believe that God wants to expand and enlarge upon these one sentence uh, or one word, you know, uh, um, uh, things that he's saying? There's more there than just meets the eye. Uh, at first glance. And we need to be a people that learn to have root down in a word from God. Hmm. You know, God will God will take a word and speak it uh, to your life. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and He might have you read that same psalm all year long. And show you something new and something different out of every day that you read it. Amen. How many of you got a water faucet in your home? Anybody? Got one on the toilet, got one on the bathtub, got one on the kitchen sink, got one on the bathroom sink. How many of you turned on the same faucet more than one time? How many of you planning on going home on Tuesday? You're going to change it out. Because I got all there is out of that one. I want something new. Then by Friday you'll be tired of that one. So I'm going to get something else. That'd be silly wouldn't it? Amen. There's more. It, it, it hasn't. You haven't run the, the end of its usefulness. There's some words that God wants to put permanently. It's permanently settled in heaven. It needs to be permanently in you. This is a promise I'm living in. I'm living in the fulfillment of that. This is the story we're going to look at today. God is the source. He is it. So it shall be seen in 2018. First of all, let's realize this, that God is it. He's the source of everything. He's the source for everyone. Are you listening? Well, I don't think God's sourcing. Yeah, this is his planet. All this is his stuff. Everybody's just using it. You know, the guy that's cursing. You know, God is breathing the same air that you're breathing, praising God. Amen. Are you listening? And, and God's good like that, you know. God's just good like that. He makes it rain, the Bible says, and the sun to shine on both the saint and the sinner. He's good to all, amen. Not just good, but good to all. Well, he, one of his, how he, how he describes himself, he said, and introduced himself, he said, I am the, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And of course in Jesus, we're encouraged in Hebrews that he is also the in-between. Jesus is the, not just the author of our faith, all right, uh, but he's also the developer of that faith, and he is the finisher of that faith. Amen? He's the beginning. He's everything in between to the finishing of that faith, all right? 
He's the originator of our faith. Psalms uh, 62, are you over there? I'm going to read it to you out of the um, Amplified Bible. Psalm 62 and 5. says, My soul wait only upon God and silently submit to Him for my hope and expectation are from Him. Alright? Uh, now here David, you'll, you'll see that he had to talk a lot to his soul because the soul was made up of a mind, our will, and our emotions. Alright? He's not talking to his spirit, he's talking to his soul. Alright? And, he, and he's saying... He said, wait only upon God and silently submit to Him for my hope and expectation are from Him. Another translation says, yes, my soul, find rest in God. Let all that I am, here's another one, let all that I am wait quietly before God. Upon God alone, O my soul, rest peacefully for my expectation is from Him. You know, God creates this expectation of it. All right, of what we're looking for. And we're looking for what he has said that he is going to do. We take into consideration who said it. God cannot lie, will not lie. If he said it, he will do it. God is not a man that he should lie. If he said it, he will do it. If he said it. What is the it that he has said? Well, this whole Bible's full of it. It's full of everything that God has said. He's working still within this word. This is why you need to go to a place where, where you're challenged where the word of God is concerned. It, I, I, I know this because we've lived, you know, working, you know, 14, 16 hours a day. Sometimes a lot longer than that, you know. And your life, life is busy. There are demands of people, family, raising kids, sports, all this kind of stuff, church. And it's so easy to be wrung out, strung out, and I mean jump up and there's no time for the Word. I mean, you, you, the, the Word having priority and premier place in our life, all right, is... Uh, you know, and, and, and time in the Word is time with God. All right? How God's going to speak is out of what He's already spoken. You know? Uh, uh, but it's not going to happen by accident. The matter that world is designed, you're, the, the culture is designed to completely press all of that out. Way out to the edges until it just drops off the table. And God is an afterthought. Man, I didn't get to read my Bible today. And I, I didn't pray. I don't even remember if I prayed over my meal. I was so tired. All right. You know, is it okay that, that, you know, because our everyday life is set before God as an offering. He said, what I want you to do is take your everyday life that you're living, all right, and set it as offering before me. And in Joshua, he said this. He said, he said, I want you to prioritize this word. He said, and in doing that, 
He said, what's going to happen? He goes, you're going to see how to do this in your everyday life. You're going to see how to do the word. Keep it as a priority. And, and here's the reason why it's a priority for God. Because if, it, you know, every other it, all right, that has a voice, has a picture, has a, you know, stamped on your consciousness, you know, that God, God doesn't want the world defining it for you. He wants himself to be the it for you. All right? The devil, you know, it's very easy. I mean, you don't even have to put your antenna up very high to hear what, the, you know, you just have to have an inclination towards fear, towards worry. Just, you know, that channel is, is 100,000 watts broadcasting locally. Are you listening? It'll override. Uh, sometimes God's on AM. Early in the morning. Before everything wakes up. Sometimes God's on the AM station. Where it's real quiet. And we're still. And we hear the still, quiet, small voice of God. Because then God's, God's voice is is so small, it's just too small that we're not hearing him at all. Moving right along. Alright? But it says, my soul, find rest in God. Alright? Now, now, now listen, we need to work. We need to, but we also need to rest. Jesus said there's 12 hours in the day to work. Work. Work 12 hours. Alright? But those other 12 hours, learn how to manage those where you're rested. All right? Where there's a recreation or recreation where you're rested. And where, uh, where you can be renewed spiritually and physically. Now watching your favorite show till, you know, the reruns of, of you know, this and that. You know, the, what do they do? The marathons. You know, four hours worth of TV. You know, my eyes hurt after four hours of TV. Yours will too. Amen. That's not the, the all the rest and recreation that he's talking about there. Not against that, you know, but, you know, get, measure it this way, all right? Give, give God equal time that you give to some of this other stuff. Is this too down home? down into where we live but we need to be successful where we live all right it shall be seen where we live in our everyday lives is where we see God where we're supposed to see God how many of you believe that you're headed to heaven this afternoon you've already made plans got the funeral arrangements already made you know you're going home home we'll eat my last meal and we're gonna die you know, because you can't get to heaven. You know, I know you want to go to heaven, but remember, you got to pass through death to get there. All right. You know. Uh, no, but while we're living, we're supposed to be be living heaven on earth. Isn't that true? Praying heaven on earth, living orderly lives, lives with steps are ordered by the Lord. You know, not just the big things, guys, but the little things. Day to day, God will walk together with you, work together with you, all right? But we got to find that rest in God. 
you know, a place of peace. And I'm going to tell you what now, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, work is not what really tires us out. It's the worry. It's the weariness that comes from the stuff that's happening inside, not so much on the outside. So peace is something that happens on the inside. Amen. Upon God alone, O oh my soul, God alone, God, you're my source. God, tell me how to do life. You know how to do life. You know how to do it successfully. And God creates, though, an expectation of it. All right? can take on many different uh, spiritual things and natural things. Isn't that right? Hit these desires out of the necessities of our life. God's inside. He's creating desires. I mean, sometimes it's as general as I just want something different. I want something more. I want something better. I want meaningfulness. I want a better why in my life. I, might, I want my life to make more sense. I want all of the parts and pieces of the confusion, the chaos to stop and to somehow put those things together. God puts a life together that makes sense, that has purpose, that is meaningful, full of meaning, where everything in the day is serving, you know, God's great purpose for my life. I don't feel like that I've wasted today. I don't feel like that I'm wasting my life. Or all for nothing. How many of you have ever been there? See? Well, with, you know, with God, uh, uh, you know, He doesn't, he doesn't uh, view life that, that way. Now, he creates an expectation. Uh, it says this, why should I wait on God? Why should I rest peacefully? Because my expectation is from him. God creates, here's what a vision is for our life. You know, God will, out of his word, he'll, he'll unveil. Unveil what he means. Unveil. It, you'll see what he's saying. If even just a little glimpse of glory, a glimpse sometimes is enough to capture us. Isn't that right? Just a glimpse is enough to carry us. Just a glimpse is enough to make us move in a direction that all we know is if we don't, we know we'll have missed it. We're not sure we're hitting it, but we know if we don't, we'll have missed it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God's that way, isn't he? He puts a promise of a carrot in front of the mule and says, Isn't that right? And the mule wants the carrot. But the mule's obeying the, And everything is in motion. But you know God's not unkind. I mean, he just keeps shortening the stick. You know, until... You get to taste and see. There it is. Amen. And all of a sudden, you're where God wanted you to be, and you didn't even know how you got there. I just followed God. I just kept following the it that he put in front of me. Hallelujah. Does that make sense to you? All right. Out of who he is, we see what he will do and wants to do. And he does that, creating a desire, creating an expectation. Uh, in us, a vision is is an expectation that is beyond today, that is beyond right now. How many of you, you 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 look at your life and there is this tension between what is, but then there's this promise from God that you just caught a glimpse of, and 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 there's a, and following a desire. I want something more. I want something better, and I believe that God has that for me, and I'm willing to follow Him. Amen. All right, Genesis 22, 
This is, Abraham's called the father of our faith. I want to show you men that's following the expectation. Now remember, you know, this is how God is. And you know, I'm telling you, God, he just doesn't work within the realms of reason. He found somebody that could not have children, naturally. Tried for many years. The man's wife is barren. Now he is impotent, the Bible says. I mean, he can't produce a child. Never have produced a child. And he comes to this guy and he says, I've made you the father of many nations. Do you know who you're talking to here? Okay. Nations, I ain't even got one kid. All right. I'm past. That's an impossibility. Has always been an impossibility. And here comes God and says, well, I know. But I just want to set an expectation in front of you. This is how I see you. This is my plan for your life. This is my purpose. And I'm just going to put this carrot out in front of you and see if you'll follow it. And the world says, look at that fool mule Abram. He ain't never going to catch that carrot. God says, watch this. Because anything God puts in front of you by way of a desire, a hope, a dream, God intends to fulfill that. Amen. Amen. But we look to God because, see, no one else is dealing with it. God's got the carrot on a pole, and he pulls it back inch by inch as we take step-by-step obedience and learn to trust him and learn to abandon ourselves to him and learn to just say, you know, I'm after something that nobody else can see, but it's real in me. Because God's word was a seed that, that something happened when it hit the fertile soil of my heart. I was ready to hear that. I wanted something different, even though it has never been like that. It's never been different. But, when, but I had this want to, that I know God worked, and I just couldn't give it up for the life of me. It, even though life said no, for the life of me, inside, my heart still wanted to say yes. It still, I couldn't get away from, I still wanted. I still want it. It's still a bush on fire that will not go out no matter what I do. And I saw and heard God's voice in that passion. Amen. This is, these are the ways of God. They're not like our ways. They're higher than our ways. But they're given to us. Abraham, you know, uh, this is a story that it says, After these events, God tested and proved Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, God, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah and offer them here as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains of which I would tell you that Abraham rose early in the morning. Remember, God is on a.m. So Abraham got up in a.m., saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him. There was no hesitation. And it says he began, uh, then began the trip to the place of which God had told him. Now, now we see so much in this, and I don't have time to really to do it justice, but I want you to see something here. It, after all these things, Abraham was proved and tested. His faith was developed. It was authored. It was developed. There were many, many missteps, mistakes, all of that. But finally... You know, he had the manifestation of the promise of Isaac. And the promise was more than just a physical child. The promise was, was, to, was that he would be part of God's great plan. That, that he, was the, he would originate the seed of a, new, uh, of a new being of people. 
of a people of the people of God. He would be the seed. He would be Father Abraham. That the promise was to him and to his seed. And that seed was God's seed and Abraham's seed. But what he was looking at in Isaac, which on one hand was his harvest, was really his seed for that for the future, for that entire promise as the father of nations is manifest in one little boy. And God says, now I want that seed. Now I want you, I, I want you to give me that seed. I'm going to see if you really trust me, if you really obey me. And the Bible says we can go down through here and, you know, all of that they went, they, you know, Abraham stayed in faith. I mean, he spoke faith. When, let me read this to you. Abraham said to the servants, Settle down, stay here with the donkey. I and the young man will go yonder and worship and come again to you. All right? Now God told him to offer his son. He's already talking by faith. Do you know why? Because in another place in the scripture, when Abraham laid out the wood, Isaac said, Where's the offering? And Abraham, again, in faith, he said, God will provide for himself an offering tied the boy up, laid him on the wood, brew back the knife, was going to go all the way through with it. The angel had to speak a couple of times. God sent an angel and said, Abram, Abram, Abram. You know why? Because the Bible says Abraham was so caught up in, he was so convinced of. The Bible says he was fully persuaded he had seen Isaac, listen, raised from the dead, if that's what it took. Figuratively, he had already received Isaac raised from the dead because Isaac was Abram's seed. Jesus was going to be God's seed. Abram, partner with God, had to give his all so God would give his all and lock those two into a covenant of blood and commitment with one another. But I need you to see this with me now. It shall be seen. Honey, it wasn't seen on the outside until it was seen on the inside. You can go all the way through hell and high water and whatever God asks of you and whatever life demands of you through the unmost, through the most impossible situations and things that seem against you. If what is on the inside of you, you have seen a vision from God, God will fulfill what He said because He promised it. The reason sometimes that I, I, I grab a hold of something and I, I've learned to live this way, how else do you live with this God? How else can you live with a God who calls us His children and we are the household of faith that just shall live by His faith? God requires faith. How else can you live with a God that you want to please in every way and in everything that without faith it is impossible to please Him? But He is. Believe that He is. He is who He says He is. He is not a liar. He is not, not going to put you out there. But what he'll, It doesn't matter whether you're on the water or where you are. His Word is true because He's as good as this world. Sometimes, I'm going to tell you what, nobody else sees it. They don't see it. You stay here, we'll come again. He's on another God thing. 
That old man, he's on a God thing. The other one says, yeah, but you know that God thing's walking with him, ain't he? We didn't believe he was going to get a kid. And look, a kid's walking up there with him. See, see the big things now. And this was a big thing. This wasn't no little thing. This was a seal, the deal forever. There wasn't going to be any more sacrifices after this. There wasn't going to be any more, how will I know after this? There wasn't going to be any more, you know, uh, uh, lanterns swinging in the dark and bulls and blood and all that kind of stuff. There wasn't going to be any more doubt. This was the final yes and amen between heaven and earth, a man and a and a manifested promise, and a God who will be faithful all of the way, even if it takes doing the impossible. See, Abraham had to believe that God could raise the dead. Because somewhere down in that crowd and sea of faces beyond a sacrifice raised from the dead boy was you and me in a glimpse of glory. He saw you. He had to believe that you could be raised from the dead, the death, the dead of your trespasses and sins against God. He had to believe that so God could get a Jesus. What did he say? Oh, it's so important what Abraham said. He said, In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Another translation said, God will provide Mount Moriah. Calvary's mount. Same place. Go to the place I'm going to show you. And sow a seed, Abram. And I'm going to bring a, and I'm going to sow a seed and we're going to reap a harvest of men and women and boys and girls out of the nations of the of the earth of people. God will provide. And what He provides will be seen. He requires a seed of faith. An obedience to faith. The willingness of faith. Just believe God. Just believe God. Believe God all the way. See, a lot of times people don't see the provision because they don't believe God all the way. They don't believe God all the way. So, but in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And it, listen, it is seen in Jesus. Abram saw. We see it. Whatever God's promised you, it has been guaranteed by Jesus. You see, Jesus. Everything God ever promised. That book, bought with blood, sealed with blood. Every promise, blood, and commitment. Sworn by His own self. Cannot lie. Will not lie. Whatever you've seen of Him, whatever care He's put in front of you, 
believe Him. And He speaks such impossible things. He looks at little old you and says, But what? I have made you. It's not what the world says about you, what you think about you. It's who I made you. I have made you. I made you. And I'll make you if you'll let me. I'll mold you. I'll shape you. You'll be my workmanship. Oh, God takes such wonderful delight and pride in His workmanship. The devil wants to destroy the work of God. But God says, no, you're my workmanship. I'm not done with you yet. I'm going to keep molding and making. I'm going to, and even if it gets rent, anybody ever been rent? You ever had any rent things in your life? I'm gonna, I should write a book called Rent. Half of the United States wouldn't know what it is. It's southern for ruined. Rent. How do you, anyhow. Went down to the potter's house. And the Lord said, I want to show you something down there. And it says the potter was spinning a vessel on the wheel. And behold, it was marred. It was ruined. But he just started over and made it another way. He just started over and made it another way. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, if you get all turned around and thing, God will just turn around and go, there's north, there's true north right there. See the care? That hasn't changed. The gifts, the call, all of it. Amen. I called you to belong to me. I'm not done with you yet. I've got a work that I can do. Are you listening? Yeah, it'll, it'll, it, it'll be a mark, but it'll, it'll, there's those scars, those scars are beautified. Amen. I thank God that we have a picture of Jesus, Pastor Ron. That the holes are not filled in. He told he told Thomas, he goes, Phil, stick your hand in there. Mm-hmm. Amen. God said, How can I? A mother could forget and abandon her child. He goes, But I have you marked in my You are, you're the mark when I look at that. You're there. You're worth it. You're worthy of it because I determined it. And it shall be seen. Amen. Somebody's in this house. Pastor Ron's going to come. We'll get out of here. Oh, you know, oh, I hope we've made wise use of this time today. I pray. God, I feel just this just don't want to waste any more time. I just, it's got to be effective, you know. We've, we've, we've got to move the market just a little, just a step. Sometimes, and maybe just, you know, today, just uh, uh, here to be an encouragement from this side of things. Please, don't, don't give up. Don't. Don't stop believing God. Don't let the barrenness of what you see right now. You know, the plowman has to plow in hope. The plowman's the plowman gets out in a field that's totally barren, totally brown, 
All it has is the stubble and the rubble from what was. And you start all over again. And you believe this is going to be a better. This is going to be a more and a better season of time. This time's going to be better. Hallelujah. There are miracles that are in the making. You need to hear me. They're in the making. God's making miracles. Amen. But don't take the cake out the oven too quick. Now, in the making. Some of you feel all mixed up. It's in the making. Abram didn't know what God was going to do. All he knew was this is what God told me to do. But I know the end from the beginning. God will be faithful. God will not lie. God is going to finish what God started. Even if I don't understand why this and how this, I cannot see how this is going to make any difference. But God asked me to trust Him. God asked me to walk by faith right now. Who am I talking to right now? I want to encourage you in your faith. I want, I want to ignite, if we will, blow away the ashes uh, today with the words of God and the breath of God. And let's throw some fresh wood on the fire. Let's believe God. I said, let's believe God. Oh, the year is young, isn't it? The year is young. I'm young. I don't know about you, but I've never, I've ne- I'm so new in this new thing, in this new place. In God, there's a renewal, there's a refreshing, there's, 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 this is a new time. These are the fat years. These are the years of increase. This is a year, where, these are years where, the first year where God's grace is in a different measure. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody in here like that? Anybody in here want to just, listen, you know, we can do this a lot of different ways, you know. I mean, we can however we want to do. But if you want to just come up to the altar, I just want to make that available to you. I just This old thing right here is prayed over, spoken over, poured over, laid on, spit on, sweat on. Amen. There's something about, you know, finding a place. Every time the boy we're talking about had an encounter with God, he'd build him an altar. And he'd worship God there. Worship by faith. Just worship by faith. Amen. So I want to invite you today. If you feel so inclined, the altar's open. I'll tell you, God will meet you there. You know, sometimes we just need to, we just need to arise and shine. We need to get up out of what's held us back and held us down. I'm going to tell you what now. God said God said don't hold back because God's not holding back on you some of you the devil has tried to deceive you and said the dream is dead the dream will never come to pass it's been too long and too strong and he is trying to talk you out of the seed of obedience the willingness to believe that God can do the impossible and God will finish what He started. How many of you got some unfinished business? How many of you got some stuff you're believing God for that you, by faith, are going to say, you know what, it shall be seen in 2018. I'm putting a time frame on this thing. 
I'm, I'm going to up my expectation into the time frame of this is the year. You know, God, there came a time when he went to Sarah and he said, this year. By this time, next year, within this year, you're going to conceive and you're going to have a son. What is he saying? This is the year I'm going to fulfill my promise. You know, there comes a time when you have to believe that someday is today and God's moving you into it right now. I'm telling you, I'm talking to somebody that you need to make a move right now. You need to get up after someday. Are you listening? And no way, some, you know, all that. And, and show God that you're going to engage with Him in, in this is the year. This is the year. It will be seen. I've been believing God for some stuff. And it shall be seen in 2018. There's somebody out there. You need to move. You need to move right now. You need to learn to get up in a now with God. Amen. Enough is enough. Not putting off my purpose, my destiny, all that. It don't make me. I could call your name. I could come right to you. You know, listen. You don't need. You need to learn. You don't need something special to ignite you anymore. You need to hear what God's saying, and He said, "Get up." from where you are and go to where I show you to go and do what I tell you to do. And it's so simple sometimes of getting out of your chair, making a move towards God, and you'll find that your life moves out of that someday right into today, and all of a sudden you're in the fulfillment, you're in the miracle that's in the making. Who is it? Who is it? Is that you? Turn to your neighbor and say, is that you? You better move. Don't let me hold you back. If that's you, you need to move. Make a move towards God. You know, I found this to be true. I've learned to respond to God. When I make a simple move towards God, I find that God moves mightily towards me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't miss your moment. I'm fixing to close this thing out. I've got a, I got a whole lot of pressure on me where time frames are concerned. Amen. But I, I'll hold the door a little open. You know, I go to Walmart and hold the door open for folks. It's an automatic door. It don't make no difference. I'll stand right in the middle of it. I see them running and coming. Hallelujah. It's just a common courtesy to hold the door open for people. I'll hold the door open for you just a little bit. And I'll tell you one thing now. I hear the Spirit of the Lord say that He's setting a door out in front of you right now. And it's time. Listen, He's opening the door. And at the same time, he's closing the door. Now listen, some of you are at the place where you just need the doors to close. You're not so sure about what, what, what's next. But I'm telling you, they do at the same time. God's saying, I'm setting before you right now, this day, an open door. I'm opening one door and I'm closing another. Who is that? You have to grab a hold of things. Who is that? Grab it right now. Amen. God, I'm going to pray. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.